the Lead 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Welcome to the Lead 222 podcast, everybody. My name is Dave Hootke, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Or maybe you've been around Lead 222 and listening to this show for a long time. You already know that we have an awesome community of youth pastors around the country committed to leading healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. And let's be honest, ministry has been tough the last few years. And I know this, you don't want to do ministry alone. This podcast is to give you some tools, some training, some practical tips on how to make your ministry more effective and to grow you as a healthy leader. And if you don't have a coach or mentor, I want to encourage you, go to lead222.com. You can sign up and get a coach and mentor and be part of this amazing community. Well, this episode is titled, How to Evaluate Your Ministry. And we're going to bring some great tips for you today, but this is something that you should probably do with your leaders. If you have staff, bring in some students, and best case scenario, bring all of them into this process. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again because you have to adjust where your students are at, where culture is at. And I'm not saying we adjust our truth because that's where we get our truth from scripture, but we do have to adjust how we go about ministry. As Andy Stanley says, date your model, but marry the mission. And maybe it's time to evaluate the model. Maybe it's time to evaluate the methods. And so I'm excited to dive into this topic today. So first off, let me welcome our president of Lead 222, Bo Boshears. Bo, how are you doing today? What's up, Dave? Excited to be here, buddy. Good yes. topic. Ready to get it going. Well, I want to welcome in our guest, uh, who's been a part of Lead 222 since 2013 and uh, excited to have Jason Clark uh, with us. He is the student pastor at Sun Valley Community Church. Uh, in the, he's at the Tempe campus. He's married to Becca. They have two uh, boys, Xander and Paxton. They just got off a Disney cruise, and uh, so he's got some sun on his face. You can't see it if you're listening, but uh, Jason, we are so glad that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, if you're not seeing it, like I have cruise tan still radiant. <laughs> Very rested. Yeah, that's well, I don't know if anybody would say that after something with Disney, but that's that's good. Well, we're so glad that you're here today with us. And uh, you know, I think it's a really important topic. Uh, and we're excited to dive in. And so, Jason, thanks for being with us. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump in and, and ask you, and I know Bo will will chime in as well. Why is evaluation important? Uh, well, I see evaluation, I mean, I see it as pretty critical actually, because what evaluation does is it you know, at least mitigates, if not eliminates kind of programming blind spots and potholes, because uh, it allows you an opportunity to kind of continually look at it. So at Sun Valley, like they do a great job with culture here. And one of our big culture touch points is evaluation. And we have like, we call it Sun Valley language that surrounds it. And we evaluate things. And we always say what matters gets measured. So if it matters, and it matters enough to do it, we're measuring it through tracking and evaluating. You know, Jason, I agree that 
you know, even the language that you use is so important. You know, one of the things that I that I, I like thinking when we think of valuation is I like the phrase evaluation's your friend. Because sometimes people can be afraid of valuation because it reveals maybe some that's what you want it to, some wonderful things, but it also kind of a look in the mirror. And and so I hope today the purpose of this is to encourage you. Evaluation is your friend, it helps you. And one thing, Jason, I know even as you mentioned the culture you have there, it helps you lead up too. You know, yeah. you, you get the valuation, helps you lead up to your supervisor. Here's what's happening. Uh, so I agree. Valuation is extremely important. Yeah. And I like that about leading up too. It's actually, it's kind of a cool and a unique way to invite, you know, really key leaders and coaches or, you know, influential parents or great student leaders. It's a cool on-ramp to distribute ownership of the ministry too. Because whenever you ask somebody for their feedback or valuation, I mean, you're just with the question, you're communicating importance to those people. So it's a, it's a good on-ramp for others to lead up to you. Yeah, yeah that's, nice. Yeah, that's really good, you guys. And uh, it, for this to be our friend, uh, we need to kind of know what we should be evaluating. So what would you say are areas that, you know, we should be evaluating? Yeah, so places that we regularly evaluate, not just here, but just even in previous ministry contexts, um, man, I'm always evaluating new initiatives. Even if it's like a small thing or a small community outreach, if it's new, it's good to get pretty critical eyes on it. Because uh, odds are, no matter how well planned you go in with a brand new thing, at the back end of it, you know, 20, 25% of it's going to be wrong, off the mark. You know, you misjudge your audience or the importance or uh, what you were doing. Uh, so anything that's new and then annual events are a big thing too, like, you know, thing camps, kickoffs, mission trips, those are critical. And then, you know, to a lesser extent, honestly, like weekly programming and any kind of regular programming. Um, not like a giant overwhelming evaluation process for those because that'll fatigue the process of evaluating things that really matter, but just getting wins, um, you know, minor adjustments, tweaks, things like that. Yeah, you know, Jason, like what you just said there, I, I think, again, is a key word, you know, when you say, what are your wins? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, even for those who are listening, we know that, you know, you evaluate, you know, from the beginning of what you desire to see God do. You know, so to understand, hey, these are the wins that we really want to uh, see God work at. So you got to evaluate it. You know, you can't, you know, the old saying, I'm old school here, you know, but you can't expect what you don't inspect. Yeah. You know, that kind of deal. And so I a lot of love from the coaching. But yeah, I agree, man. Good, good insight there, too, Jason. That's good. Yeah, Jason, I, I had heard, you know, evaluating methods. I heard evaluating processes. You could even say evaluating, you know, people and our leaders, even evaluating ourselves, you know, those are different uh, areas that we could go about uh, evaluating that would bring, you know, real good clarity uh, in a lot of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for things like that, that aren't as measurable, like, you know, quality of leaders and things like that, or your work performance and things, you know, having really specific and unique processes for those too, because you're going to be answering totally different questions than with, you know, the normal things you evaluate that have static numbers and are very, very measurable. So, you know, I, I talked about in the intro of, of bringing certain people in, but how would you say is like, who should be a part of the evaluating process? You know, you talked about, we've talked about a little bit, you know, processes and people and methods, who do we bring in on, on those areas and uh, love for you to share a little bit on that. Yeah. I think 
whenever you're evaluating something, whoever was part of the planning process and execution of that, you know, I think those people obviously need to be part of it. And then outside of that, I would say just a very limited amount of really, really strategic people. Like, I'm not a huge fan of let's just cascade a big broad net out there and see what people say. Um, because a lot of times when you put a big net out there and you ask a question, what I've found is that a lot of people, you know, if you ask them, they'll answer something for you. But the answer they may give may not have been something they would have considered otherwise. So you're kind of, you know, you're inadvertently creating an obstacle with some people by asking them feedback. So people love to communicate and share what they, what, what they like. Um, but I think too many voices in the room will kind of drown out some voices that aren't as loud all the time, or it'll, or it'll wind up inviting people in the room that monopolize the conversation. But um, essentially, I would think like kind of our filter for that is, you know, people who don't need the context of what's being evaluated explained to them those people could be <clears throat> strategic and helpful in the evaluation process. Yeah, I, I agree that, you know, <clears throat> I think it's worth a discussion to sit down when you're starting evaluation, to, you know, to use the phrase, you know, who are the stakeholders in yeah. this? You know, who, who, what is, who are the people that, that this matters to? And obviously in student ministry, you know, stakeholders, parents, you got to, so let's say you get a, you know, you need to get insight from parents. I mean, you're, they're, they're they're giving you their kids, you know, I mean, they're trusting you with your kids to invest in. So getting there, but, but Jason, you said something there very important, man. I don't think you ask people evaluation question. You don't want to hear from not, yeah. not being me, but you know, it, it can be confusing. Um, so, you know, who, who's really the stakeholders that, uh, that speak into the ministry they run that have that see it as important, you know, yeah. it's worth getting their evaluation. Yeah, absolutely. Cause what you don't want to do with an evaluation is if you, get this influx of like a mountain of answers and responses. Um, I, I mean, it's a, it, it'll take a long time to parse through it. And then depending on what people say, you could have hurt feelings and that can, you know, lead to some different subjectivity in the process that doesn't need to be there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Your programs don't need to be part of like the democratic process, so to speak. Like, Okay, you guys. No, no that's good. So here here's where it gets you know interesting for a lot of people they've got the stakeholders in the room now we're getting feedback and um you know a, a lot of people even shy away from getting those people in the room because they don't want to hear maybe what they have to say but when we do what do we do with that feedback right and some of it's going to be positive and some of it's going to be tough to hear right so what do we do with that feedback yeah. So, you know, again, this is true for me. It may not be true for everybody, but I bet it would be for more people than, you know, we'd realize. But before I get any feedback, I set aside a little bit of time to just gather myself, center myself and be like, okay, my value doesn't rest on the results. This doesn't define me. This does define me. You know, these four questions I ask, like, man, you know, does my work still think I'm an asset? Yes. Is my home safe? Yes. Do my boys love me? Yes. Is my wife out? love me? Yes. That helps me get in the, you know, in a good mind, you know, state of mind to get feedback. Because truly, like, negative feedback can derail you, but positive feedback can too. Like, man, positive feedback, an overwhelming amount of it, like, man, it'll, it can balloon your ego and, make it more challenging to get negative impact or negative feedback in the future. But, um, but yeah, back to the question, you know, before I, 
you know, answer those questions for myself. But when I get the feedback, what I do with it, I consider all of it regardless. I mean, if it was important enough for me to ask, then it's important enough yeah. for me to take it seriously as well. Um, even if it's something I don't want to hear, or if it's something that seems so out of left field, um, odds are I asked somebody that I know and have some context for, I can probably parse through what they mean. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, feedback's not, it's not determinative, right? It isn't something that should be given, you know, giving definition to what you do as a ministry. And that's why when you go into it, you're asking the right questions. Like that's really key. And, and those right questions probably have fixed answers. Uh, they don't leave a lot of room for ambiguity. Um, and I think that's really key too. So you give people kind of a path to follow. You're not determining what they're going to say, but I mean, you make it pretty obvious and pretty clear and you give them a lot of guardrails. Um, so I think that's huge. And when you get those things, you know, that's, you know, what's true at Sun Valley, every feedback or evaluation, you know, piece that we get runs through a system of filters, like already established values that we have. So if we do something and, you know, a parent comes back and is like, well, why aren't we doing more events like church X, Y, and Z? Well, Sun Valley, we know like, okay, like we're not a circus church. Like that's not our, that's not our method of ministry. So that seemingly negative feedback just doesn't reflect our values and that's okay. Uh, but if someone says, man, our son's small group leader was inconsistent and didn't communicate, like that's a huge red flag to us. And we'd hone in on that, you know, because connecting students with adults and peers is a huge value to us. And, you know, that kind of feedback helps us create new structures or best practices uh, to improve things we value the most and that have the highest ceilings. Jason, that's well said, buddy. Well, you know what you did there? It's not, you know, what do I do with it? You've already determined, you know, like again, from first of all, taking a breath and realizing who you are. Hey, I'm going to read this. This isn't going to rock me. I'm going to get information by friend. But even how you put, hey, we've got values in our church and we're not going to get confused on feedback. But that's just really because you were ready. Yep. I mean, good job on that. The only thing I would only thing I would add to, uh, you know, the what do I do? I, I think it's important that you share the results completely with those that you ask opinion for. I mean, you say here, we heard you. It doesn't mean we're going to do everything you say, but hey, we heard you, and this is what we heard. We were strong here. We need. Some, we've got to do some work here, and I think people really do appreciate hearing back. Hey, the truth. Here's what. Here's what we heard, and there's some change we make. And then also, what I think is what you do with it. There's a great opportunity to celebrate. Yeah. You know, to be able to come back and say, hey, this came back very strong, and that can lead you as a leader to go back to those people and thank them, right? Hey, we heard. Some, I like the word positive gossip. Hey, we got some great feedback. I just want to tell you, good job. You know, um, so I, I think that are some good ways you can use the feedback as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think closing that loop on feedback too, like you said, kind of giving the results back. I mean, that communicates a ton of value and importance too to the people that are response yes. and it kind of you know cascades like now you're going to get more of a response and more of a focused response and maybe it'll be part of your culture that people anticipate it so they always have critical and a observative eye on things no that's awesome they get into a rhythm of knowing that, hey these you know jason cares yep. he's going to ask our opinion on these things and i get to speak into it that's good job buddy that's excellent yeah that's gold you guys uh, i love that statement jason if it's important enough to ask it's important enough to hear the answers you know and so that's really good before we jump into what tools and what framework to use here is a word from lead staffing are you looking for your next youth ministry job 
Or is your church looking to add a youth worker to your staff? Well, Lead Staffing is here for you. Lead Staffing is all about helping youth workers find healthy churches and helping churches find healthy youth workers. We're not the average run-of-the-mill ministry recruiter either. We're a youth ministry coaching and mentoring organization that has coaching at the core of what we do. That means that we will coach both churches and youth workers throughout the entire search process, helping them to discern what God is doing in their lives and in ministries. And because we're all about coaching, we continue to coach you long after you've found the right fit. Youth ministry is what we do, and we use our combined 167 years of youth ministry expertise to help vet the right candidates and the right churches so that we can help create a massive ripple effect in the lives of the next generation. Schedule your free consultation with Lead Staffing by sending an email to dave at lead222.com. That's dave, D-A-V-E, at lead222.com. There's simply too much at stake to settle for just any job or any person. Instead, let us help you find the right fit. What tools should you know we use to evaluate, or is there a good framework you know to use? Yeah, so we we have two frameworks that we use um, at Sun Valley pretty consistently. Like one that we use just about every week. It's you know you probably heard of it. It's called the Four Helpful Lists. It's just right, wrong, missing, confusing, um, and that one's great. It's great for like monthly program evals and gathering weekly feedback because the options are simple. They're typically obvious, and you know they allow for easy implementation. You know, really because it kind of evaluates primarily the play. You know, it's like the execution of the play and the effectiveness of it. So it's really objective and easy to see. But uh, for bigger like annual events, uh, you know, like the big like camps, mission trips, kickoffs, you know, big things like that, we do a SWOT analysis, um, which is, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And for us, this one's really good for annual and semi-annual events um, because it asks kind of bigger questions and it really primarily evaluates kind of the philosophy or the strategy around something. Um, you know, Jason, we don't, Jason, we'll put that in the show notes, but can you say SWAT one more time real quick? Yeah, the SWAT analysis, it's a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, yeah, and it's kind of a good one, not so much to tweak things, because I ask bigger questions, but it's like overhaul something or to make dramatic changes. And, you know, like we just did one yesterday in junior high camp. And, you know, if there were a lot of threats, that's kind of like a ripcord option. We're like, man, there's too many threats or this program or this event has kind of reached its ceiling, you know, at this location or its effectiveness. So now it's time to, you know, put it to rest or phase it out or divide it up or something. Um, and it has like a built-in option too for kind of expanding or transforming an event, you know, with the opportunities column. So the opportunities column, all the things that you saw that happened in the event, like opportunities to build on, it could turn into just bigger, fully different things. So this one, yeah, it looks a lot of the strategy and the philosophy and it's good for those big yearly events. No, that's really good, buddy. I love, give me, well, how would you define the last one on SWAT? What, 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 what is, how do you, de- what is threatening? Yeah, threatening. So <clears throat> our last one here, so I'll, I'll use our junior high camp as an example. So one of our threats at junior high camp was, okay, the location we're at, we're very quickly approaching the maximum threshold of participants. 
So that's a threat that will kill the event at that location. So we'll need to, it's not like a weakness because it's like, hey, it's, a, it's awesome that we're growing that much. It's just a, it's an outside threat that can be determinative to what we're doing with that event and program. Oh, that's really good. I know that we just went through, Lee just went through, you know, the right, wrong, missing, confusing. That, that, that's what we use. It was very helpful. But I, that SWAT is a good one. And I think, and Dave, uh, you know, one more, just back to Jason real quick. What was the last category that you mentioned? Um, yeah, it's, so it's strengths, uh, weaknesses, and then opportunities and threats. Okay, cool. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Jason, that's fantastic. And uh, yeah, any, any closing thoughts to youth pastors listening? Yeah, absolutely. So whether like I'm on a decent sized student ministry team, so it's easy for us to kind of sit and get feedback. But if, if you're kind of a monocyte, solo staff, student pastor, bivocational volunteer, uh, single full-time guy, I'd recommend quickly identifying maybe three or four people that are very connected to the ministry um, that have an objective eye and a lot of investment and creating a team of people that you touch base with monthly or bi-monthly to get some feedback and evaluation and ask guys around you or ask you like maybe your lead pastor or somebody else, like what are some good questions to ask? Most important thing about an evaluation is the questions because the questions are like your roadmap where you're going. If you just go in and go, all right, what'd you like? It's like, I don't know. Now you're just asking for everybody's personality to burst through and give you their opinion um but have really good questions and create a team of people you can do this with yeah that's yeah and and my encouragement um dave to our listeners is really this is very important and you know you're getting ready for a really busy season i would just encourage everyone to slow down take a walk and pray and and put a plan together uh, evaluation is important you heard some great tools today from, from uh, Jason. And I would just say, do it. And putting some safe people around you, asking for help. That's, that's what leads all about. Talk to your coach, um, but, you know, get some help and then, you know, get after it and, and do this to help you make some changes in September. Let's say if you're kicking off the season, it's a great time to evaluate. And again, don't, don't at the very beginning, Jason mentioned, get your heart right. Don't be afraid. Information's your friend. Don't let it rock you knock you out let it be a tool to strengthen your leadership and, and to bring glory to the lord you know yeah that's fantastic jason man thanks for joining us today appreciate you yeah i was glad to be here it was awesome yeah jason good job buddy it's good good reconnecting man you're a sharp leader good job thanks you appreciate it bro how are you doing really you know if you've been around lead 222 you know that's a core question in our coaching because it helps our coaches really get to the heart of what celebrations, issues, and struggles you are wrestling with as you try to lead a healthy life, family, and ministry. And uh, we all know that COVID uh, has kicked many of our butts. Uh, and, you know, that's on top of how hard ministry is without a global pandemic, safety concerns, racial and political tension. 
And this is why we wanted to get a pulse on youth workers coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic by asking our community and other youth workers around the country to confidentially share how things are for them through our State of the Youth Workers survey. And so we've partnered with the National Network of Youth Ministry, and uh, we're getting this survey out. And if uh, you have not taken it, we have the link in our show notes, and we would love for you to take two minutes to take this survey, and then we will share share uh, our initial findings uh, with you. And uh, we're going to take a break for the podcast in July, but uh, coming back early August, we're going to do a podcast on the state of the youth worker survey. And so we're going to share the results in full and uh, talk about that and uh, as well as promote our NLCC, which is our coaches conference, August 30th. So mark your calendars for that. Uh, NLCC, August 30th. So really excited about that. I also have a great resource uh, for you um, on how to evaluate your ministry and the four buckets that we talked about today of evaluating myself, evaluating our methods, evaluating people, and evaluating processes. And, uh, and so, you know, a few questions on each one for myself is, do I have a healthy spiritual life? How am I managing my time? And uh, for evaluating methods, um, you know, what is the language that uh, you use? Is it insider language or can a visitor or a new believer understand next steps? Um, online ministry, what is it accomplishing? Is it creating community? And for people, do your small group leaders know what a win is? When evaluating your calendar, how much time is spent investing in leaders? And then finally, in processes, um, what are your measurables, you know, that you use to see if you are healthy? And finally, how do you communicate with your team, students, parents, leaders? Is this the best way to communicate with them? Have you asked them? So I have more questions on each of these categories in the show notes, so be sure to check that out as well. And, uh, you know, thanks for joining us on the LEAD podcast. Uh, I hope this has been um, just a powerful tool and training and resource for you. And uh, share it with a friend. And uh, also, be sure to check out our website, lead222.com. And if you don't have a coach or mentor, sign up, get a coach and mentor, and be a part of this awesome community. Well, we appreciate you. Have a great summer. We'll see you back in early August. Stay encouraged. Stay inspired. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 Podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.